All right, all right, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome back for our second half of Gad the Seer and Prophecy. As I said, I'm doing one whole section on other books besides the Bible, but I will back up verses. I don't have to do too much here because there is verses that back up what I'm talking about in this. So it is backed up. It's definitely the books off the Teflon are quite amazing. Um, these are books that were not known. They were locked up in the ark. And Wyatt took pictures of them. And Wyatt's wife just recently released these pictures. And they were translated. And I got the first book off that, which is written by a gentleman that was on the translation team. It's interesting. Um, they were written in, written in ancient Hebrew. Uh, my, con my heritage is language pictograph and each pictograph represented something like an ox or a camel or so forth or so on that was a tent and they translated it that way and it's startling um the anal the the anal the uh book or annals of gad the seer uh, not only gives you a, a peek into david's life but how he seen things during that time period as a king or a Maleka ruling a nation that was both Jew and Gentile. Interesting that I would say that because the Bible doesn't mention that. These are historical documents that have been hidden for more than 6,000 years almost. And I am a descendant of David. And to see this, it's amazing. Uh, it shows how the, the Adonai or Yahuwah fought wars. It shows how he, David relied on the father to take care of him. It shows faith. And you don't get that in the historical accounts in the Bible. This shows a side of David that very few see. And it's amazing that it also shows there were other prophets besides Eliehu and Elias, or Elijah and Elias, his kindred. They were Gad the seer, Adu, Abado, um, Mahiah, um, and many others that are mentioned in the annals that are not even in them. And now these things are coming forward out of the Tefla. And it's amazing. There was something like 150, 160 different sections. They were folded nice and neatly in a book, leather bound, and put inside the ark. Um, even the Wars of the Lord that Moshe wrote, and it has Moshe's name. Moshe wrote them. Is being translated as we speak. These are books that Daniel was told to hide. That he knew was in the ark. It's amazing. And we're getting to see this for the first time. In nearly 4,000 years. And this gentleman that is translating this is putting the books out. As they come out, they're free. Um, there's some I will have to buy because he likes patronizing when they first come out. But this one he sent to me, 
and it was part of one of my classes and I wanted to share it with you. So we are going to continue the annals of Gad the Seer. So let's see what Gad has to say. Okay, let's see here. God and his son, and I heard a voice cry from the heavens saying, You are my son. You are my firstborn. You are my first fruits. So here we got Jesus being alluded to as the first fruits. Haven't I brought you up from the book brooks of Egypt wholeheartedly to be my daily delight? But you have put away my gifts and dressed up in the impure with the pure. That is why all these things have happened to you. And who is like unto you among all the creatures of the earth? For they live in your shadow, and by your wounds they are healed. So here's an alluding to the wounds of Christ, uh, his affliction. For that consider well that which you is before you, because you will fulfill the words of the shepherd all of the days you have been in the sun, and you did not leave them. Therefore, all that is honored will be yours. So he's saying that everything his son does, anything that comes from this will be his. And then it goes on and it says, And I, Gad, son of Ahimelech, of the Jabez family, of the tribe of Judah, of the sons of Israel, have ama was amazed by the vision and could not settle my spirit. In other words, he was within the spirit seeing this, and he was fired up, is basically what he's saying. Now, and this is the instruction of the angel that showed him the vision. And the angel instructed Gad, and the one dressed in the linen came down to me from and touched me, saying, Write these things and seal them with the seal of truth. For I am who I am is my name. Interesting. I am who I am is my name. And he's an angel. Didn't Jesus say he was I am? Interesting. And my name you shall bless the whole house of Israel, and they are of a true seed. In a little while you shall go and be quickly gathered to your fathers. But at the end of days you shall see with your own eyes all these things, not as a vision, but in reality. For in those days they shall not be called Jacob, but Israel. For no iniquity shall be found in the remnant. For they will belong to the entire house of the Lord. The entirety of the Lord. And all these words will restore your life and spirit. And this shall be the sign unto you. When you enter the town, you will find my servant David. While he is reading these words from the book of the covenant. Interesting. And yet. For all that, when they are in the land of the enemy, I will not reject them, neither will I abhor them, to destroy them utterly, and to break my covenant with them. For I am the Adonai, their God. And that's in Leviticus. Again, it's, you know, taunted. I got, I'm still recording real quick.
give me one more minute. Okay. And it's in, it, it's shown or quoted in Leviticus 26, 44. Sorry there. I had someone come in. And you shall tell him about these scenes you have just seen. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. And it goes on to say in Gad. Gad tells David his vision. And it came to pass when I came to the house of David, the man of God, I found him as one dressed in linen and said, I told him of all my visions. Then David spoke with the words of this song unto Adonai, saying, I love you, O Adonai, my strength. And to me, he said, the, uh, the Adonai has blessed you and has not removed his covenant from you, for he is true. And his words is true, and his seal is true. Okay, now here is a second uh, vision, which is talking about the regathering and the end of days. After these true things, I had a vision from God saying, set your face eastward, northward, southward, and westward, and whistle with your mouth as a bird, whistle to its young, saying, four corners of the earth, listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, who is dwelling over the cherubim, give, give, give. Take out, take out, take out my seed that I have sown in you. For the time of the seed has come. For yet a little while I shall collect my seed on my threshing floor, and the threshing floor will be holy, and impure seed will not be found there. Prior to those days my seed shall be mixed with lentil and barley and fetch it and bean and gourd. Talking about fruits and it says the millennial kingdom and in the end of days the sower shall be true and the seed shall be true and from the seed all the land will be blessed but joyful and glad remnant of Judah and the rejected of Israel talking about the other nations for salvation is with the Lord as you shall be a curse and blasphemy to all the families of the earth so shall you be blessed and graced forever at the time no curse of unholy people will be found among you and from everyone will joy jo will join you in the covenant the law and the testimony and ordinances ouch excuse me and you and they shall be one, have one God, one covenant, one law, and one language. Interesting. That it would say one language. Um, for all shall speak in the language of Hebrew, the holy language or holy tongue. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like unto you. A people saved by the Lord, for he will go before you to fight your wars with your enemies. So there is a stress that the Father fights our enemies, and we don't have to do that. Now, you're going to find this very interesting. When you think about replacement theology and Edom and Rome, what do you think? Yes. Um, currently, today in our situation, we have a Rome as a replacement theology. They are worshiping Mary. That's replacement theology. Woe unto you, O Edom, that sits in the land of the Kemet, in the north of the sea. For your destroyer will emerge from a terrible nation. They will not even leave you as a remnant. For you have said, 
I said on high, only I have the covenant with the God of gods. Interesting. For the Lord chose me instead of his holy people, for he accords them. For his former people, despised and rejected, did not truly know the Lord the Father, because they did not truly know his image of the Son. We are truly wise and intelligent. We know the Lord and his law. We know his image, the Son, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But, but, thus says the Lord, because you rose up in pride to brag about the Lord, God of gods, know that you will perish in your conceitedness. For why would you put confidence in men whose lives are like vapor, which began in the morning and is gone by noonday, place, placing him to sit beside God? What is the Pope? Yeah, exactly. For it will not be you whom I know formerly, and were in it, and where is the bill of divorce of my people? Interesting. Has he really ever divorced Israel? No. You that you said would be prey, show it to me. He's demanding them to show the bill of divorce. <laughs> yeah. Judgment of Rome, you corpses will fall among my people. O oh, jealous Yahuwah, come out. Come out of your place and smite Edom. Consume them. Come to Jerhatheth. Come to the Sephards. Come to the Ashkenazi. Come to Germania. This is happening right now. Zarephath. Zarephath. Let me find out what that is. That's interesting. Germania is Germany. I do know that. Um, we'll go find out what Zarephath is here. Okay, according to the word Zarephath. It means widow woman. It's a city in Tyre. Interesting that they would talk about Tyre. Where is Tyre at? Believe it or not, it's in Lebanon, people. Zerusaphath is Tyre. Tyre is in Lebanon. So, they're saying that these people come out of Tyre. They're Phoenician by nature. And it being a Phoenician, that's interesting that they would say Phoenician.
I can't keep it shown, but hello, hello, everybody, for the second half of our prophecy in Gad the Seer. My name is Kim, or yeah, yeah, your local rabbi minister. Um, I thought I was reading and I didn't quite. We'll go back here to Gad the Seer and read where it talked about the sun. Um, as I said, we are talking about prophecy um, in this recording. It is what it is. Um, and we will have some alludes to some things going on. It talked about Zarephath, which was entire. So we'll just restart. I welcome you to the second half of a night of prophecy. Um, they will be a total of six of these done on Gad the Seer. There's 14 chapters. So let's go ahead and get started where we left off, where it talked about the sun. It says, God and his son. And I heard a voice crying out from heaven saying, you are my son. You are my firstborn. You are my first fruits. Haven't I brought you up from the brooks of Egypt wholeheartedly to my daily delight? But you have put away my gifts. And dressed up in the impure with peers. That is why all these things have happened to you. Interesting. And it says, And who is like unto you among all the creatures of the earth? For they live in your shadow. And by your wounds they are healed. Okay. So what creatures are he talking about? Humans? Mm-hmm. For that, consider well that which is before you, because you have fulfilled the word of the shepherd of all the days you have been in the sun, and you did not leave them. Therefore, all this honor shall be yours. So he's talking about Christ being honored, or Yeshua. And I gad the son of Amalek, of Zebeth, Zebeth's family, of the tribe of Judah, son of Israel, was amazed by this vision and could not be settled my spirit. In other words, his spirit was like, ooh, if you know what I mean. It was on fire. And the angel instructed Gad, and the one dressed in the linen came down to me and touched me, saying, write these words and seal them with the seal of truth. For I am who I am is my name, and my name you shall bless the whole house of Israel, for they shall, they are the true seed. In a little while you shall go and be quickly gathered to your fathers, but at the end of days you shall see with your own eyes all these things, not as a vision, but in reality. Interesting. For in those days they shall not be called Jacob, but Israel, for no iniquity will be found. Let's see. I just lost it again. For no iniquity will be found in the remnant, for they will belong entirely to Adonai. Interesting. And all these words will restore your life and spirit, and this shall be the sign unto you. When you enter the town, you will find my servant David while he is reading these words from the book of the covenant interesting and yet for all that when they are in the land of their enemy i will not reject them neither will i abhor them to destroy them utterly and to break my covenant with them for i am their lord their god and this was a quote that he quoted out of leviticus 26 4 in the actual bible 
Um, and it goes on to scene, and you shall tell him about these scenes you have seen, and when you you see he sees you, you will be glad in your heart. Interesting. Gad tells David his vision. And it comes to pass, when I came to the house of David, he states, the man of God, I found him as one dressed in linen and said, I told him of all my visions. Then David spoke the words of this song unto the Lord, saying, I love you, O Lord, my strength. And to me you said, the Lord hath blessed you and has not removed his covenant from you. For he is true, and his word is true, and his seal is true. Now, what this seal is, we don't know. It does not say, but obviously it, it's talking about spiritual. And then here's a second vision, the gathering. After the true things, I had a vision of God saying, Set your face eastward, northward, southward, and westward, the four corners, and whistle with your mouth as a bird whistles to its young, saying, Four corners of the earth, listen to the Lord, the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Sit and dwell over the cherubim. Give, give, give. This is talking about giving, tithing. Take out, take out, take out my seed that I have sown in you. For the time of the seed has come. For yet a little while I will collect my seed on my threshing floor. And the threshing floor will be holy. And any impure seed will not be found there. Prior to those days my seed was mixed with lentil, barley, fetchet, beans, and gourds. Interesting. The millennial kingdom. And in the end of days the sower shall be true. And the seed shall be true. And from the seed all the lands will be blessed. Be joyful and glad, remnant of Judah, and rejected of Israel, for salvation is with the Lord. As you shall be cursed and blasphemed to all the families of the earth, so shall you be blessed and graced forever. At that, at that time, no curse of unholy people will be found among you, for everyone will join you in the covenant, the law, the testimony, the statutes, and the ordinances. It's talking about the Bible. This is a future reference to our word. And you and they shall be have one God, one covenant, one law, one language. Interesting. Right now we don't have that. For all shall speak in the language of Hebrew, the holy language. So this is talking about the kingdom. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like unto you a people saved by the Lord, for he will go before you to fight your wars with your enemy. So basically what he's saying is the good book is the future. Every nation would have it. That's what he's saying. Um, the replacement theology, and this was a warning to Edom in Rome. Woe unto you, O Edom, that sits in the land of the Chemite in the north of the sea for your destroyer will emerge from a terrible nation they will not even leave you a remnant interesting for you have said i sit on high places only i have the covenant with god of gods for the lord chose me instead of his holy people for he abhorred them and his former people despised and rejected did not truly know the lord the father because they did not know his image the son they are truly wise and intelligent. 
we know the Lord and his law. We know his image, the Son, and presence, the Holy Spirit. But thus says the Lord, because you rose up in pride to brag about the God of gods, know that you will perish in your conceitedness. So this was a warning. Uh, you had Rome and Edom. This is talking about future tense. Um, and that's what's happening right now is there was a pact between the Arabs and Rome to bring in accords to where they could have one world religion. This is what this is talking about. Um, for why would you put confidence in men whose lives is like vapor, which being in the morning and is gone by noonday, placing him to sit beside God? It's talking about popes. For it is not you whom I know formerly. And where is the bill of divorce of my people? Nay. That you said would be a prey, show it to me. Now, I want to explain this. This is talking of given specific names of countries. It says, judgment of Rome. Your corpses will fall among your people. O jealous of Yahweh, or Yahuwah. Come out. Come out of your places and smite Edom. Consume them. Come to Jerephath. Jerephath is in Tyre. Tyre is Lebanon. Come to the Sephards. Come to the Ashkenazi. Come to Germania. They shall come and fall in the lowest pits in destruction and in the shadows of death. For your mouth will fail you and no one will help you. So it's basically saying, talking about the judgment of Rome. Um, and Edom being smitten. And it's talking about Lebanon, Sephardic Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, and Germania, German, joining together to battle them in a battle. And I'm not saying this is a last day's battle, but it's a battle that's going to take place in the near future, <laughs> which is quite amazing. But it names Rome as one of these battlers with Edom. Now, here's what I really got to impress. Micaiah, stand up. At the end of days, Micaiah the Great will stand up in, a, in war like a whirlwind against Shemel, the prince of this world, to put him under his feet in a wind of the Lord, and it shall be eaten up, for the Lord has spoken it. Micaiah. Micaiah in Hebrew. That's... Like Micah, but it's a female name. Uh, millennial kingdom. At the end of days, the robber will overcome the rob. The robbed will overcome the robber, and the weak, the strong. Truly, in the righteousness, your God is your savior, O Israel. With him, you will be saved, for he is a merciful God. He will not abandon you, for you shall keep on doing all that I command you in the laws of Moses, my servant. Interesting. Now, let's see where we're at on our wheel. We'll talk a little bit about it. The next one we'll do is the Moabite. You're going to find it quite interesting about the judgment of the Moabite and then the fire angel. Um, so far, we've talked about the first half of Gad being prophecy. And the prophecy is 
current things going on. Rome being judged, Edom being judged, um, things happening, talking about the Messiah, talking about his crucifixion, talking about impurities that would be placed up him, which would be sin, um, talking about branches and palms on him, uh, shackles. Uh, and so forth, and the father. These were things that this guy seen, and he recorded them, and David read them, and felt blessed, and whatever. But these are prophecies that are not in the Bible, that are not alluded to, but yet they alluded to our scriptures in them. I love the Teflon, which is amazing. Um, I've got another one, which is the, the Annals of Hanai, or Yehu, the son of Hanai. Uh, which was Obed Hanai. Think about that. So it said there were 17 prophets mentioned total, and other 17, these are just two. Um, I have the list of, it gives a list of those prophets and their genealogy. Um, I will say that these are the Zedakian priesthood. Um, they were singers, they were players, they were prophets, they taught were taught by prophets like Elisha like Elijah um, and it's pretty explanatory what they were doing I mean they prayed constantly they were devoted they were intercessors they did things and a lot of our major prophets like Isaiah Zechariah Daniel come from this line um, and believe it or not they are part of my family lineage um, which is quite amazing. Hello, hello, everybody, for the second half of our prophecy in Gad the Seer. My name is Kim, or Yaya, your local rabbi minister. Um, I thought I was reading, and I didn't quite... We'll go back here to Gad the Seer and read where it talked about the sun. Um, as I said, we are talking about prophecy um, in this recording. It is what it is. Um, and we will have some alludes to some things going on. It talked about Zarephath, which was entire. So we'll just restart. I welcome you to the second half of a night of prophecy. Um, they will be a total of six of these done on Gad the Seer. There's 14 chapters. So let's go ahead and get started where we left off where it talked about the sun. It says, God and his son. And I heard a voice crying out from heaven saying, you are my son. You are my firstborn. You are my first fruits. Haven't I brought you up from the brooks of Egypt wholeheartedly to my daily delight? But you have put away my gifts and dressed up in the impure with peers. That is why all these things have happened to you. Interesting. And it says, And who is like unto you among all the creatures of the earth? For they live in your shadow, and by your wounds they are healed. Okay, so what creatures are they talking about? Humans? Mm-hmm. For that, consider well that which is before you, because you have fulfilled the word of the shepherd of all the days you have been in the sun, and you did not leave them. Therefore, all this honor shall be yours. So he's talking about Christ being honored, or Yeshua. And I, Gad, the son of Amalek, of Zebeth, 
Zebez family of the tribe of Judah, son of Israel, was amazed by this vision. I could not be settled my spirit. In other words, his spirit was like, ooh, if you know what I mean. It was on fire. And the angel instructed Gad, and the one dressed in the linen came down to me and touched me, saying, Write these words and seal them with the seal of truth. For I am who I am is my name, and my name you shall bless the whole house of Israel, for they shall they are the true seed. In a little while you shall go and be quickly gathered to your fathers. But at the end of days you shall see with your own eyes all these things, not as a vision, but in reality. Interesting. For in those days they shall not be called Jacob, but Israel. For no iniquity will be found. Let's see. I just lost it again. For no iniquity will be found in the remnant, for they will belong entirely to Adonai. Interesting. And all these words will restore your life and spirit, and this shall be the sign unto you. When you enter the town, you will find my servant David, while he is reading these words from the book of the covenant. Interesting. And yet for... All that, when they are in the land of their enemy, I will not reject them, neither will I abhor them, to destroy them utterly, and to break my covenant with them. For I am their Lord, their God. And this was a quote that he quoted out of Leviticus 26.4 in the actual Bible. Um, and it goes on to scene, And you shall tell him about these scenes you have seen. And when you, you see... He sees you, you will be glad in your heart. Interesting. Gad tells David his vision. And it comes to pass, when I came to the house of David, he states, the man of God, I found him as one dressed in linen and said, I told him of all my visions. Then David spoke the words of this song unto the Lord, saying, I love you, O Lord, my strength. And to me you said, The Lord hath blessed you and has not removed his covenant from you. For he is true, and his word is true, and his seal is true. Now, what this seal is, we don't know. It does not say, but obviously it, it's talking about spiritual. And then here's a second vision, the gathering. After the true things, I had a vision of God saying, Set your face eastward, northward, southward, and westward, the four corners, and whistle with your mouth as a bird whistles to its young, saying, Four corners of the earth, listen to the Lord, the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, sit and dwell over the cherubim. Give, give, give. This is talking about giving, tithing. Take out, take out, take out my seed that I have sown in you. For the time of the seed has come. For yet a little while I will collect my seed on my threshing floor. And the threshing floor will be holy. And any impure seed will not be found there. Prior to those days my seed was mixed with lentil, barley, fetchet, beans, and gourds. Interesting. The millennial kingdom. And in the end of days the sower shall be true. And the seed shall be true. And from the seed, all the lands will be blessed. 
Be joyful and glad, remnant of Judah, and rejected of Israel, for salvation is with the Lord, as you shall be cursed and blasphemed to all the families of the earth, so shall you be blessed and graced forever. At that at that time no curse of unholy people will be found among you, for everyone will join you in the covenant, the law, the testimony, the statutes, and the ordinances. It's talking about the Bible. This is a future reference to our word. And you and they shall be have one God, one covenant, one law, one language. Interesting. Right now we don't have that. For all shall speak in the language of Hebrew, the holy language. So this is talking about the kingdom. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like unto you. A people saved by the Lord for he will go before you to fight your wars with your enemy so basically what he's saying is the good book is the future every nation would have it that's what he's saying um, the replacement theology and this was a warning to Edom in Rome woe unto you O Edom that sits in the land of the Chemite in the north of the sea for your destroyer will emerge from a terrible nation. They will not even leave you a remnant. Interesting. For you have said, I sit on high places. Only I have the covenant with God of gods. For the Lord chose me instead of his holy people. For he abhorred them. And his former people despised and rejected. Did not truly know the Lord the Father. Because they did not know his image the Son. They are truly wise and intelligent. Uh, we know the Lord and his law. We know his image, the Son, and presence, the Holy Spirit. But thus says the Lord, because you rose up in pride to brag about the God of gods, know that you will perish in your conceitedness. So this was a warning. Uh, you had Rome and Edom. This is talking about future tense. Um... And that's what's happening right now is there was a pact between the Arabs and Rome to bring in accords to where they could have one world religion. This is what this is talking about. Um, for why would you put confidence in men whose lives is like vapor, which being in the morning and is gone by noonday, placing him to sit beside God? It's talking about popes. For it is not you whom I know formerly. And where is the bill of divorce of my people? Nay. That you said would be a prey, show it to me. Now, I want to explain this. This is talking about giving specific names of countries. It says, judgment of Rome. Your corpses will fall among your people. O jealous of Yahweh, or Yahuwah, come out. Come out of your places and smite Edom. Consume them. Come to Jerephath. Jerephath is in Tyre. Tyre is Lebanon. Come to the Sephards. Come to the Ashkenazi. Come to Germania. They shall come and fall in the lowest pits in destruction and in the shadows of death. For your mouth will fail you and no one will help you. So it's basically saying talking about the judgment of Rome um, and Edom being smitten. 
and it's talking about Lebanon, Sephardic Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, and Germania, German, joining together to battle them in a battle. And I'm not saying this is a last day's battle, but it's a battle that's going to take place in the near future, <laughs> which is quite amazing. But it names Rome as one of these battlers with Edom. Now, here's what I really got to impress. Machiah, stand up. At the end of days, Machiah the Great will stand up in a in war like a whirlwind against Shemel, the prince of this world, to put him under his feet in a wind of the Lord, and it shall be eaten up, for the Lord has spoken it. Mahiah. Mahiah in Hebrew. That's like Micah, but it's a female name. Uh, millennial kingdom. At the end of days, the robber will overcome the rob. The robbed will overcome the robber, and the weak, the strong, truly in the righteousness. Your God is your savior, O Israel. With him you will be saved, for he is a merciful God. He will not abandon you, for you shall keep on doing all that I command you in the laws of Moses, my servant. Interesting. Now, let's see where we're at on our wheel. We'll talk a little bit about it. The next one we'll do is the Moabite. You're going to find it quite interesting about the judgment of the Moabite and then the fire angel. Um, so far, we've talked about the first half of Gad being prophecy. And the prophecy is current things going on. Rome being judged, Edom being judged, um, things happening, talking about the Messiah, talking about his crucifixion, talking about impurities that would be placed up him, which would be sin, um, talking about branches and palms on him, uh, shackles, uh, and so forth, and the Father. These were things that this guy seen. And he recorded them, and David read them, and felt blessed, and whatever. But these are prophecies that are not in the Bible, that are not alluded to, but yet they alluded to our scriptures in them. I love the Teflon, which is amazing. Um, I've got another one, which is the the Annals of Hanai, or Yehu, the son of Hanai, uh, which was Obed Hanai. Think about that. So said there were 17 prophets mentioned total, and other 17, these are just two. Um, I have the list of, it gives a list of those prophets and their genealogy. Um, I will say that these are the Zedakian priesthood. Um, they were singers, they were players, they were prophets, they taught, were taught by prophets like Elisha like Elijah, um, and it's pretty explanatory what they were doing. I mean, they prayed constantly, they were devoted, they were intercessors, they did things. And a lot of our major prophets like Isaiah, Zechariah, Daniel come from this line. Um, and believe it or not, they are part of my family lineage, um, which is quite amazing. Um, and not many people take time to actually study what these prophets were about. 
they started out as king uh, as prophets and ended up being kings later um, and they were out of the lineage of david um which is amazing uh what can i say i am a daughter of david i guess um but david himself was a prophet and they were rulers and they ruled for nearly 400 years until the fall of israel and the fall of judah and the kingdom of jerusalem after they separated and split that's when it fell and i'm seeing the same scenario happening here in the united states north and south democrat republican pulling apart the country it's sad to see that the only thing we don't have is people prophesying on behalf of the lord that hasn't happened yet there's prophets prophesying future things but can we trust them i'm not going to judge them but right now i'm going to cut and we'll do another session i'm going to do three and then i'm going to call it a night and we'll do another study tomorrow so let's cut take a break it'll give me time to go do my little things i need to do and i'll be right back hello hello everybody and i'm back so we're doing our final reading and we're going to pick where we left off on gad the seer we was getting ready to go into the moabite and then the fire angel and i'm gonna call it an evening of our prophecy talk on gad and other signs that we went through beforehand this is the second half so let's get started chapter three the moabite this was between 28 92 and 2908 a.m. So in the morning uh, of 1033 to 1017 BC. So that's the time slot this has taken place. So we've got to remember that there's a time span between 30 and 17. <laughs> it's going backwards. So when the Feast of Passover come on the 15th of the month, a Moabite shepherd came to David to talk with him, saying, My lord the king, I know that I, your servant, have been loyal to Israel from my youth, and now take my now take me away from the dwelling among the uncircumcised people, and circumcise the flesh of my foreskin to take away my reproach, so that I can sit among your people. In other words, this Moabite shepherd wanted to be part of Israel. Now, you got to look at it this way, that Jews and Gentiles pretty much conversed with one another and were people of the city, and David respected them. So he ruled over both Jew and Gentile. They weren't a mixed nation like we are today. And they were the only democratic nation with a king. Okay, in other words, the king didn't tell them what to do. So... We'll go on and see what he says. And so that I can sit among your people. And David said, the Lord does not want your people. He commanded an Amorite or a Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord forever. Deuteronomy 23.3. So this was a commandment of the Lord. Whatever happened that made the Moabites mad at the, from the Lord, they don't know. It doesn't mention it here. It just gives this canon reading in it. And it says, and we cannot seek you peace, nor your prosperity, but how can I help you today? So just like a president. The servant answered, it is not in truth 
Is it not true that Ruth was of your people, of our people, and you are one of her children and descendant? And the Lord has chosen you and your descendants forever. Then he said, you have given a convincing argument. Standing there, standing, stand here with me to ask from the mouth of the Lord. And David asked the Lord about the statement of the Moabite servant. And David said, O Lord, Lord of hosts, teach me wondrous things out of your law so that I may know how to rule for this servant and what should be done with him. And the Lord said to Nathan the prophet. So here's Nathan mentioned for the first time in the book of Gad. And he's a Gentile and he serves uh, he's a Gibeonite, and he serves King David as a prophet. Go to David, my servant, and tell him this message that I tell you. And Nathan went to David, to his servant, saying, This is what the Lord of hosts says. I have heard your prayer, so tell the Moabite, You are a Moabite man, not a Moabite woman. Interesting. He mentions a Moabite or an Amorite woman. For I never said that a Moabite woman and a Mo Am Ammonite woman, because they're women and daughters belonging to the Lord. However, you are cursed by the Lord and forbidden to enter the Lord's assembly. So the men couldn't, but the women could. Uh, this shows the first time that women were more valuable in Hebrew society. And if it was a Moabite woman or a Moabite Ammonite woman, she was considered a daughter. Um, and that goes back to the tradition that the seed traveled through the woman, but also the woman didn't have to go through the process that a man had to go through of cleansing. A typical man that was a Gentile had to go through a long process which dealt first with the Nagahai law. Then after the Nagahai law, then he progressed into the purification stage before he even received um, a circumcision. And it took years for them to go through that. And they had to go through a national process, not just one person. So, uh, because of their women, their women and daughters belonging to the Lord. However, you are cursed by the Lord and forbidden to enter the Lord's assembly. When the Moabite heard the message of the Lord, he cried out and exclaimed, "I am forbidden from entering the assembly of the Lord." And the king took him and appointed him a shepherd among David's shepherds. And he was there until the third year of the reign of King Shlomo. Then he died. So this man was there the entire time until he died. But here's the catch. And he had a daughter whose name was Sapphira. Now, I'm going to give you the name what Sapphira means in Hebrew. It's a Hebrew name. Very beautiful name, by the way. Sephira or Sephira. There we go. Sephira literally means to count or enumerate. Uh, so it means she was a counter of things or an enumerator of things. She kept up with saying, that's the Sephira. 
So that's what Safira means. Her name was Safira. She had a beautiful form and was very fair to look upon. The king, Shlomo, took her to be his concubine or wife, and she found grace and favor in his sight more than the other wives that he had, and he had many. She became the chief wife, or what they call queen mother, in the residency. And this became the statute of Israel forever. So the statute, this particular statute, was women could be married into the family, but men were forbidden because they were Gentile. They had to go through a process, and it took a long, drawn-out period. From historical references, it took several years. And if they were not raised within the temple as a Gentile to serve in the temple, they couldn't enter at all without going through a process. Just like going to school like you or me. And they usually started them out real young. And this guy must have been up in years. That's why he couldn't do it. So, uh, and plus, God forbid, Amorite men or Moabite men from entering in. So now we get to David the wise judge, chapter 4. And this happened between 2882 and 2908 a.m., same year, 1033 to 1017 B.C. In those days, a man from Bethlehem, the city of David, went to Jerusalem to pay a vow which he had vowed unto the Lord, and his name was Adab of Fiar. And he was a family of the Prisette. Zephyr's father was very sick even unto the point of death, so he vowed. When the Lord heals my father of his sickness, I will weigh out two talents of silver and give them to the house of the Lord into the hands of King David. And it came to pass when he was at the house of the shepherds along the way, he lost his pouch with the money in it, and he was upset. He came to the city of Jerusalem into the inner city, and he wrote on the walls of the city, Anyone who finds my lost pouch with the two talents of silver and bring it to me, I will give to him a talent of silver as a reward. After a while, a man from the tribe of Dan came and had in his hand a pouch with silver talents that he had found along the way, and he gave it to the owner of the pouch. And the Danites said to Zadab, Give me the talent of silver as your promise. And Zadab said, No, there were actually three talents in my pouch, and I have already, you have already stolen one of them. I mistakenly wrote down the wrong number. So both the men came and stood before the king, and the king said to Zadab, Swear unto me by the Lord that you truly had three talents of silver in your pouch. Zadab swore to him by the Lord, and the king continued, saying to the Danites, Swear unto me by the Lord that you only found two talents of silver in the pouch. And he swore unto the Lord by the swore to him by the Lord. And David said to Zadab, Give me the pouch with the talents back to the Danite, because this is his money that the Lord hath given to him by chance. Now go and write on the city gates. Whoever finds the pouch with the three talents should bring it to me, because this is not your pouch. And David took the pouch with the talents of silver from the hands of Zadab and gave it to the Danite. And the Danite bowed his head and prostrated himself to the earth and said, Long live the Lord. King David forever. And all Israel heard of this judgment, and they marveled over David's wisdom, okay, and were overjoyed because they saw that he was full of wisdom of God. 
very strange. Uh, David had that kind of wisdom to figure out truth, basically. One was lying and one was telling the truth. Now, we go into the fire angel and the Philistine. We're going to see here. Now, we see many times in the Bible that God uh, did battle. But this is a different type of battle. It wasn't a battle of man-to-man strength. Okay? This is a battle of wits. Of an angel. A fire angel. Now, when you think of fire angel, what is a fire angel? Yes, a seraphim. So, let's see. So, we'll say the fire angel and the Philistine between 2892 and 2908 a.m. on 1033 through 10:3017 B.C. All the Philistines assembled themselves together to fight against Israel. This there was so many such so many multitudes of Philistines they could not be numbered, and David was greatly distressed because he was afraid of the Philistines. And the Lord said to Gad, Go and tell my servant David, Do not worry about these uncircumcised Philistines. Here again we see the uncircumcised. It's not just talking about foreskins. It's also talking about heart. They were idol worshippers. Because tomorrow I will give them, and those who oppress are the and those other oppressors with them in your hands. And David said to Gad, I am not worthy of all these mercies the Lord has shown to me, but blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever. The night, a fire, that night, a fire angel came from the heavens with his sword and drawed it, sword in his hand, okay, drawn in his hand, and he attacked the camp of the uncircumcised. It was, it was such a great slaughter that none of them were left alive. And it came to pass the next morning they came to David saying, Behold, all the Philistines have been killed killed by, by someone who rose up against them. Not a single one of them were left alive. Wow. And David raised his hands and said, Now I know nothing can hinder the Lord. He can save us from many or few. And his salvation can be in a blink of an eye. And he said, Blessed are you, O Lord, who has been taken taken revenge for our enemies. And he set up a pillar and called it the pillar of revenge unto this day. So we see there that David, God, fought on behalf of David. Which is interesting that we see that. Um... It's quite shocking, quite startling, and this was a historical reference. Um, many, many times David relied on the Lord, but this was the one time I actually got to see it with my own eyes that in these books that the Lord fought more battles on behalf of the oppressed than he did not. Uh, he wanted them to rely on him based on faith. Israel got away from that, but in this this little snippet, we see that David not only relied on prophecy, he relied on the Lord for a lot of other things. Um, a fire angel is a cherubim. Um, there, later on in the section, just like the other one, it talked about the War of Micaiah. That's a future event. Um... And it talks about the princes that follow Micaiah. 
um, it's quite interesting and quite startling. Um, I also have translations of the whole book using the King James Version and all that put together that brings the Bible to a full circle that came all the Teflon. They had that as well. Um, there's just things coming out now that is interesting. Um, and as a Hebrew Jew, I find it very enlightening. Um, I feel comfortable with what I am. And I feel comfortable about what I'm learning. I'm not saying that these prophets alluded to the end times, but it's showing snippets that explain revelations in a whole new light. And I can't wait till we get to Yahoo and these others that come out of both the animal and scriptural words of the Hebrew words out of the Talmud. It's interesting. So I'm going to cut here and I'm going to say you have a wonderful evening and may God bless you. I'm not going to do a prayer tonight. We will have a prayer tomorrow night. Um, all I ask is you pray to God for Israel, Jerusalem, and America, and Washington. And I'm going to say shalom to you, and you have a wonderful evening, and bye.